Welcome to The Nooner Show, where we explore the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, but most of all, they're inspiring. Here are your hosts, Jackie Wallace and Gina Guccini. Hello, Mrs. Wallace. Hello, Miss Miss Guccini. Miss Guccini. Miss Guccini. Well, I've seen a lot of you lately. I know. It's been fun. The we, Nooner Show on tour. The Nooner Show. Was that what that was? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. We've the been Nooner to show. Ferndale and Lake Orion. Oh, we went to. Oh, yeah, that's right. But we have more to go this week. We do. So. Again um, in Ferndale and Troy. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yes, Troy during the day tomorrow. We and are busy girls. Ferndale at night. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, so we had the Team Money Greens book signing. We did Facebook Live event. That was a lot of fun. Huge success. Um, yeah, that was that was exciting. We book met and CD. And CD release, yep. Yeah, we met Darren McCarty. He's going to be on did. the show. We did. Super excited about that. He might be my new best friend. Sorry. I know. I know. Um, and then we big shout out to Carpenter Elementary School. We In were Lake there Orion. yesterday. No, not yesterday. Monday. Monday. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I didn't realize what a rock star you are in, in that uh, environment. You walked through and everybody was so excited to see you. Well, settle down. I was a teacher there. So, okay, I mean, but, you know, yeah, but obviously a well respected really. teacher, well liked well, teacher you. because. Thank you. Everybody was excited yeah, to see you. Good. You were disrupting all classrooms. I did no. I went in. I was very, I was very calm about it. I walk in and I'd open the door and then I'd say the teacher's name, Mrs. So and So. Can I see you for a minute? And then they'd turn. All around. the kids would look at all you. the kids would look, and the teacher would turn around Who like, "Who's that? interrupting my class?" And uh-huh. they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, Gina!" Yeah. You know, uh-huh. so yeah, it was it fun. was fun. It was fun. I got to, and I didn't yeah. get to see everybody because we had other things that we needed to do. We had right. other commitments for a little later in the day. But at any rate, we. We did get to say hi, and we shared our love of our our book. We're writing the third book, right? Look, at, mm-hmm. I'm taking credit for writing the first two, though I have done <laughs> nothing for those. But That's the third okay. one, but That's okay. Felix the Firefly. That's right. The wannabe firefly. Felix the wannabe firefly. Mm-hmm. So we were sharing that book, and which is perfect for March's reading month. Right. Available mm-hmm. on Amazon. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. My my PR person yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> and so we started writing about a year ago. Yes. Um, Felix and Penny. Felix right. and his lucky penny. That's our third installment in the series. Yes. And so um, yeah, we got invited to a school this week to go and two schools. So we have one tomorrow, right? And with so, three presentations tomorrow, right? back to back. Yeah. So we got. What did you get us into, Gina? Uh, I don't think I was the one who, <laughs> who got said us into yes. This. Right. At any rate, we are going to. We're, sh- we're going to share. Yeah, we're excited. We're going to go to a school uh, this week in Troy, and yes. then be back at the Loving Touch tomorrow evening for Facebook Live again as we interview some of Detroit's. Up and coming amazing musicians as they get ready for South by Southwest. And since this show is recorded, you will be able to check out that Facebook Live on our right. page. Right. When you're listening to this and you want to see which musicians we met, right. you can, we'll leave a link um, with this post. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. Um, a lot of our communication is on the phone and occasionally we send texts or email. 
Well, ours is on the phone, but millennials and Gen Z, they don't talk on the phone. No, they don't. We no. do both. We'll send quick little texts. Hey, yeah. look at this. Yeah. Pay they this. only do texts. They only, and I, uh-uh, I, mm-hmm. I got, I'm good for one text. Oh, Anything same else here. I have to say. Same. But I'm also, I spell it out. I use real words and punctuation. You don't use the abbreviations? I do not. And that's what I have today. That drives me nuts with I, the abbreviations. I have some abbreviations. Do you? Yeah, I do. I found a list of abbreviations. You're trying to get in, <laughs> trying to catch up? No, not at all. Because okay. I, first of all, I looked at these letters and went, well, those are out of alphabetical order. <laughs> anyway, <she> did. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> but then I didn't know. But so I want to see which ones do you know? Do you mm-hmm. know any of these? What does RN mean? Right now. Oh, look at that you. That one I know. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. O-O-T-D. O-O-T-D. I have no idea. Outfit of the day. Are you, Well, are you serious? Serious. Oh, jeez. Okay. Outfit of the day. Uh, I-M-O. Oh, you know what? I see this all the time. I am O. In my opinion. You should know that one. Okay, <laughs> I don't know that one. Go all ahead. Right. Give me another one. <clears throat> AKA. Also known as. Mm-hmm. Uh, IDK. I don't know. Um, TBD. To be determined. Or, or to be decided. Decided, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at you. But that's old. Uh, all right. Uh, LMK. Let me know. Yes, very good. Okay, but I'll be honest with you. I learned a lot of those with the kids because I remember that's getting true. stuff and saying, what does this mean? <laughs> now, I'll tell you what. Is LOL on that list? Uh, it is. Laugh okay. Out, laugh yeah. out loud. Right. Laugh out loud. What did LOL mean back in our day? Lots of love. Yes. I remember the first time I saw LOL in a text. I was like, why would they send lots of love? <laughs> <laughs> they think this is, they, I know. they're sending me love. Yeah. Why? What does this mean? I don't even yeah. know this person. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's interesting. Oh, that's how they, that's how they talk. Yeah. You know, one of these days we need to kind of explore a little bit more about this new chat AI. Have you heard of that? There's like so much controversy about it. No. Um, Apparently, I don't understand it because I I just don't get that whole world. But it's like it's, I guess you ask it to do your homework for you or write papers and write books that does all kinds of stuff for you. And I guess there it's really good. Like, so there was an author that was getting criticized because he wrote a, a book and it was through chat AI, I guess that's what it's called. So apparently that did whatever this program is, did all the work. And so they're saying that his book isn't legit. Really? Yeah. So there's a lot of controversy about this. So we do need to kind of look into it. I'd love to have... To write the third book? No. (laughs) No, not to write the third book. But um, I would like to know because like some of the schools are saying, wait a minute, this is going to be the way of the future and kids can learn from it where other schools are saying, you know, this is cheating. They're not going to learn anything. So who knows? I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. My lifetime. How many more years do I have left? I don't need to learn it, do I? You have lots. Do I? 
Mm. You do. We got too okay. much to do. Anyway, and only the good, and do. only the good die young. So That's <laughs> true. Yeah, you're right. That's we're both here. That's, we're here forever. <laughs> we're here for after. So let's eat some good chocolate. Let's, let's talk some, about chocolate. Let's Something talk about good today. Yeah, let's talk about chocolate and our mm-hmm. guest Lisa Peasley. So let me tell you about this story because this is a story that is near and dear to my heart. I know. I'm excited. I know. And this story begins in 1936 when Mr. Sidney Bog opened his business, Sidney Bog Chocolates, on Woodward in Detroit. Mr. Bog made candy in the evening, and his wife would sell it during the day while he was at his refrigeration job. Mr. Bog built his reputation and business by using the finest quality ingredients. In 1966, Mr. Bog sold the business to Mr. Ralph Skidmore, better known as Rocky Love. I got some inside knowledge on this. Mr. and Mrs. Skidmore followed Mr. Bog's lead by keeping the recipes and ingredients pure. Mr. Skidmore passed away in 1988 suddenly, and the business continued with Mrs. Skidmore at the helm, and the candy was still being made with much love and care. Mrs. Skidmore passed away in 1994, and the company was purchased by auction. And though the people were well-intended, they were not able to sustain it, and it suddenly went bankrupt in 2002. And the tradition of Sidney Bog chocolates stopped for a short period of time, but not for long, because there were people out there who loved the chocolates, they insisted on having them at their their weddings and showers and graduations and bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. And in 2003, candy makers, Debbie, Gary, and Lisa began getting requests to make this candy. And so because of these requests, they found a way to make it happen for these special events, much through peer pressure of people who loved this product. And that's where our story today begins, where we welcome Lisa Peasley to share her love and mine too of Sydney Bog chocolates. Thank you. Welcome to the Nooner Show. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I have said forever, all time favorite job. 1982-ish. I was 15. Don't do that math, anybody. (laughs) And I started at Sydney Bog chocolates in Royal Oak. And I've gone on to college and gotten degrees and you know why was it your favorite job retired from a a retired teacher and still today if all-time favorite job Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved the environment Mm -hmm. I loved working there I loved getting to know people you knew customers and there were other young individuals like yourself and there were some that were older and they were pursuing dreams of college or whatever I mean there was just an eclectic group of people that worked at all the stores, mm-hmm. I started in Royal Oak and then eventually got to go to Detroit. This interview isn't about me, so we right. need to move I, on to Lisa. I worked but at Royal Oak in 78, yeah. I think, so we just missed each other. We did, yeah. So, Lisa, give us your backstory of I how you started, got into it. Um, at Sydney Boggs, you always had to know somebody, either a relative or a friend. Nanette Sanucco was who I knew. <laughs> My sister, who was Debbie, who was one of the three that started... Um, she got me in after her friend Sheila had gotten her in, and the interview kind of went like this: the McClatchies. Oh yeah, McClatchies. See, yeah. I know the names. They're like there's names that you know. And so the interview, you'd go up to Skid at his so-called desk, which was really just a countertop in the kitchen, and Debbie grabbed me by the arm and said, "Hey, Skid, this is my sister Lisa. She wants to work for the holiday." And he said, "Okay, dear." Here's your apron. And that was the interview. Really? So, yeah. I started in 1976 and I was 14. 
Okay. So yeah. Don't do the math. <laughs> <laughs> what what did you. you do there at 14? Uh, 14, I started uh, washing dishes and mopping floors. Okay. Things that it's hard to find people to want to do these days. But, right, right. Yeah. And then, so give us a little bit of the journey. What, like, why... I mean, just the way you guys talk about it and the fact that you worked there as a teenager and then you came back and now you own it. Mm -hmm. Yes. What it was, was it? It was a progression. You know, you went from dishes and then they would need somebody on the enrober and you were a body. So they'd stick you on the enrober and tell you to either load. I, usually I start, well, I think I started taking off the belt. And the enrober is a chocolate covering system. You have a loader and somebody that puts the little letter on the top, the little mark on the top. Mm. All the candies goes, were hand marked. So yeah. if it was a buttercream, it was a B. B if it yeah. was a new really? it had a honey nut, it had the, a lightning the bolt. A lightning bolt. Oh, I still remember these. Caramel had an, an X, X. Still does. Butterscotch. Um, diagonal. They, yep. yep. I, I can still tell mm. you, and this has been many, 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 years, many, 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 yeah. many years. Like, yeah, because yeah, I, I was an aerober, I, much like you. Oh, started yeah. at the end and then... And, Mark, Originally, it was the old kitchen. There was only one in Rover, mm -hmm. and um, they would transfer it over. It would be dark chocolate one day, and the next day it would be milk chocolate. And there was only one. Eventually, um, they broke through the building. They purchased the next part of the building, and they had two of them. And at the end, there was three. So originally, the factory was on Woodward yes. at Seven Mile. Yes. And just south of seven. Just south yeah. of seven. And so... So was it that the chocolates were so good or what is it that... How did... Was it Mr. and Mrs... Um, it was Skid. 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 Was, okay. Was all the kids' best friend. I mean, he was just the best, you know, the best boss ever. And it wasn't work. It was fun. We had fun. What we made did. him such a good boss? Because he didn't do this during the day, right? This is sort of... Didn't he start it as Mr. a side? Ms. No, Mr. Ms. Skidmore was the, was the full-time boss for, you know... Oh, at that yeah. Point. It was Mr. Bog who originally in 1936, he started it. He started the company. Oh. He would make candies at night and okay. then he, and do his refrigeration job during the day. Oh, gotcha, his wife. gotcha. So, yeah. And then he sold it in the 60s. Yeah, so by the time we... Uh, Gina and I were working. It was Mr. Skidmore. Oh, okay. It. So that's who you worked yeah. for. Okay. Like she said, Rocky Love. Rocky I mean, Love. he was he was just a happy go lucky. You think of Gene Wilder from Willy Wonka. Chocolate, yeah, the chocolate okay. factory. He had the curly that, hair. He looked just like he him. did. He, he had the did. curly hair. Oh wow! And shuffle. And it was so fun. And he would dance for us. And you know, it was just it was just fun. So you you stayed there for how long? Um, it was off and on, but throughout all the way until my last year was 97 um, under the new owners that had purchased it through auction. And um, I saw the future, that mm -hmm. it wasn't going to work out. And I left in 97. That was my last year. And then how did you end up back owning it? Um, well, um, after 2002, it actually took them longer to bankrupt it than I thought. <laughs> 2002, they bankrupted. And um, like Gina said, people, customers were just so heartbroken that the company was gone and that they looked up my sister, Debbie, and her husband, Gary, even though they had an unlisted phone number, somehow got a way to find them and um, said, really? please, my daughter's getting married. I can't have a wedding without Sydney Bog chocolates. Please, can you make turtles for my daughter's wedding? And so Debbie and I took the recipe card and broke it down to a small enough amount that Gary could make it on a stovetop at home because normally it was made in a giant copper kettle, 70 pounds at a time. 
And so we broke it down and he made a little bit of caramel. We funneled caramel onto the pecans and then bought some chocolate and did the whole thing and made the turtles. And the person was so very happy. And we thought, okay, that was nice. But then the phone started ringing again and again and again and again. Really? Well, you did it for her. You got to do it for me. Please, 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 please. And what were the three of you guys doing in I was careers? doing flower delivery. Okay. <laughs> and I was loving it. It was fun. Okay. But, um, and it was always my sister's, my sister's dream to own the candy store. She oh. just always wanted to do it. And Was she older? She's three and a half years older than okay. me. And her husband, Gary, Debbie and Gary actually met at Sydney Boggs and ended up Falling in love and getting married. Yeah, the whole thing. Wait a minute. That's fascinating. So they met there as... They were both working in the mold room, making bunnies and things. And they just had a... They were very good friends and then just developed into more. So And then eventually ended up owning it. Yeah. Well, yep. And so as we were getting these phone calls to fill the orders, um, it kept getting... The phone kept ringing and ringing and ringing and... Eventually, we had a six-foot stainless steel table in my sister's living room, and we're making candy and selling it out of the house and delivering and doing the things. And um, a light goes on in your head and says, you know what, this is getting too big to sustain out of the house. And so um, even though it was her dream, I love making candy, but I'm not a business person. I don't like the business end. Okay. Um, but that's why she brought me on is because I'm I'm more You're the art, frugal, the creator, maybe. I, more the the banker, the penny pincher, the oh, okay. keep it afloat kind mm-hmm. of person. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't. <laughs> so she knew if it was just her, it would just be a mess. So um, so I got online. I'm just a high school graduate, no college, nothing. Just a high school graduate, but I... That's when on, you guys decided to start... Do it, yeah. I got online and, and learned how to make a business plan because we knew we were going to need a loan to rehab a, a building and mm-hmm. get it what we needed. And um, so... Did you guys get a loan as being as young as you were? Well, we weren't that young at that point because this Mm -hmm. is um, 2002. So I think I was 37. Oh, okay. Remember, we're not doing math. Okay. No, yeah, somewhere in there. Okay, I see. I was old enough. Mm -hmm. But... um, How long had the building been closed? Not very long. Oh, okay. This this is only about a year. And this was the Detroit building. This was the factory. Yeah, the factory has been closed because the stores closed. The stores closed. In in the heyday, there there was the factory and then three Three, other stores, Royal Oak, VK, Birmingham, and And um, Great Great Oaks, Oaks, Rochester. Rochester. I worked at all of them except for the Bloomfield, the Village Knoll. So was the whole company owned by Mm -hmm. somebody that... Like yes. the whole company went yeah. bankrupt, all yep. of them were all closed? Yeah, everything. So and they when closed you... one at a time. I think they closed Great Oaks first and then Royal Oak. And oh, she tried wow. really hard to hang on to the Bloomfield to, yeah. um, and then eventually the factory. So where did you guys start off then at the factory? Well, that's where we started working as kids. Mm-hmm. But um, our No, but business, when you took it over. when you Yeah, we started out of the house and then I got the loan and we found this um, building in Berkeley. We picked Berkeley, um, just kind of it's it was kind of a central mm-hmm. from all the other locations, and we knew probably our Bloomfield people wouldn't want to cross Woodward, so we stayed on that side. We stayed on the west side of Woodward, and Royal Oak people would cross Woodward. Yes, yes. So um, it was kind of central, and it worked, and um, we've been very happy there. Um, so do you have? Is that where the 
Do you have one location yep, that houses it. the factory? Yep, and is it also it right retail? Yep, mm -hmm. we have a retail store and we make it all right there. Um, we're one of the few remaining chocolate companies that actually do that, that actually make the candy on site. Um, is it the same? Like, what did you keep the same from? Let me tell you a little bit about um, how it, this kind of was part of the journey um, after the building it in Detroit closed. I mean, it was closed for almost a year. And while we were, you know, have this stainless steel table in my sister's living room, somebody happened to be driving by the factory and it had been closed. And my sister worked at a desk there. She was a decorator and she had her own desk and her kids' pictures and everything were still on her desk at the factory. Because but it she closed couldn't get suddenly. in. Yes, it closed suddenly. It was padlocked and nobody was allowed in. Oh, wow. So one of our friends, our former Sydney Boggers, happened to be driving by and saw that there was something going on in the building. And they called my sister and said, you should get down there and get your stuff, your personal effects. So she went down and what she found when she got there was that there was another candy maker, Mark Truen, had bought the contents of the building in an auction. And oh. so he was there sorting out what he wanted to keep and what he wanted to sell. And so she asked him, can I get my personal stuff from my desk? And he said, sure. And he said, but aren't you going to buy anything? And she said, well, what do you mean? And he said, anything that has a ribbon on it is for sale. So she got on the phone with me and said, Lisa, cash out your credit cards. Bring as much cash <laughs> as you can. Get down here as much cash as you can, and, and we'll, we, stuff is for sale. Talk so, about right place at the right time. Yeah, wow, exactly. no kidding. So the stuff that we have in our building in Berkeley is original Sydney Bog equipment. We were able to get our fire oh, mixer, wow. Gary's favorite one, the one that he, you know, liked working with the most. And we got a ball machine and, you know, all of the things that we needed. Not everything we wanted because we would yeah. have loved to have had an enrober, but I only had $7,000 <laughs> wow. in cash to work with. So... Um, we got what we needed. and right. um, Now, so. what the guy that was selling it, he was also a candy maker? Yes. yes. And is he, does he have a business? He did. Is it he was Truins Candy in Detroit. I think they were on Tireman, and he did pass away maybe three or four years ago, I think. Oh, um, okay. And so he's no longer there either. So that, that store doesn't exist? No. Truins like, have, have you been able to find out? where that equipment went no the stuff we you tried wanted. yeah we tried to because there were a few things that we knew that he had that sydney boggs mm -hmm. had like the german bunny molds mm -hmm. we would have loved to have had those mm. um but no they were very tight-lipped about it and so i huh. don't know what they're happened. sitting in a warehouse somewhere somewhere Ooh. somewhere i would have loved to have had yeah. those molds mm -hmm. <laughs> lisa when this all started and you had gotten the equipment where did you in your mind where did you think this might lead? Like you just spent $7,000 on some equipment yes. at a at a garage sale per se. Yes. I mean, where did you think this would lead? We were we were planning at that point to get a building, but we didn't have one yet. So we were in the process. All it all of it just culminated at the right time so that you know we were able to go to the bank, get the loan, um, get the building and get the building set up. We when we got the equipment, it went into a storage unit. Mm -hmm. for, I don't know, probably close to a year, I think, by the time we had the building ready to install all the equipment. And I think this is great for our listeners to hear because all too often we get an idea, we get a plan, 
And then we think, okay, it's got to happen in six minutes, six months, six weeks. And it didn't for you. Oh, no, it was a process. It was a process that took, like you said, we had to get a storage unit. It sat for a year. Like it wasn't, let's get started, let's get it done. There were a lot of obstacles you had to overcome. Yes. (laughs) And, And you know what? People don't hear that. They just see a business and they think, oh, they're right. up and running. Well, that happens if you have lots of money to work with. We <laughs> didn't. Like, we were right. yeah. just, you know, <clears throat> penny poor. But um, that's the inspiring part of the story, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And is you figured out a way to make it happen. We did. And it was such a big undertaking. And like I said, I wasn't a business person. I didn't even know. I didn't even know how much money I was going to need. I was just estimating in my head how much am I going to need. And so I went to the bank and it happened to be that we were able to get everything done in the building to, you know, we had to dig up floors and run plumbing because you have to have hand sinks in every mm-hmm. room and, you know, a three three tub sink in the kitchen and, you know, all the different things that we needed and, and walls built, partitions, we all this stuff that had to be done to this building to get it to the point where we could use it for our purposes. Mm-hmm. And um, we had just, an, I mean, it's a God thing. We had just enough money to get everything done. and Were, were you concerned at all that um, the previous owners went bankrupt? Like, did that cross your guys' mind? It like, did early I wonder on. what happened it, that they didn't make it. It, it did early. I mean, it affected us early on only because the name was slightly tarnished. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the local suppliers wouldn't take a check. At first, oh, okay. Until they we established that we're we're different. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna pay our bills. Everything's gonna be okay. It's and the same but different. Yes. Yeah. Same name, different so, people. So um, we have very good reputation now. We have very good um, relationships with them. Why was it important yeah. to keep the name? Because the people, the mm-hmm. customer base. I mean, they know Sydney Boggs. Um, like it's been since 1936. It's so, been around. So was it though? Like, what did Cindy? How did Cindy Boggs create that that loyalty and that brand and that following back in the day when there was no social media or anything else, no influencers? Like, was it that it was just incredibly good chocolate or was it that there was like an um, emotional connection? I think both. Mm-hmm. Um, the emotional thing is, is a real thing. Mm-hmm. We do customize things. There are little cream wafers that we write for special occasions for weddings and um, like Gina was saying, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, we do mm-hmm. have a pretty large Jewish clientele mm-hmm. and they're very faithful, very loyal. And, um, you know, so they like to have their little things for each event. And, you know, we have people that come in now that say, oh, I had those for, you know, they're older people now. And I had those for my bar mitzvah or my bat Party mitzvah. Party chocolates and cream wafers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's so, something that hate, sets us apart. Back in the day and probably still, but... When I was working in the 80s, they would do ginormous candy trays. Party trays. Party yeah. trays. And they were like, they... They like, were very foo-foo. They were very foo-foo. <laughs> Ours aren't like that. Right. But that but, was like, a, like we did a lot oh, of yeah. those. And they oh, were, yeah. was a, a like a big round tray, cardboard tray, and it had, had uh, yeah. frilly lace. Lace. And yeah, those were called, ruffles, I think they were and, called Lady Mary boards or something yeah, like and, that. Yeah, and it had all kinds of chocolates. And I mean, they were very, mm-hmm. they were very decadent. Mm-hmm. And and that was like a big, like everybody would come in and say, oh, I, I had this for my, you know, 16th birthday or my mm-hmm. baby shower or my wedding. So there were traditions that yes. people would come in and they would remember 
you know, remember the party chocolates or the wafers with the mm-hmm. name. So how important does that play today that like the whole having the having people connect to traditions and stuff like that, because that generation of people is, you know, going away and now you're dealing with like millennials and Gen Z and, you know, that's going to be the future. In Uh fact, they're saying that in 2025, 75% of the workforce is going to be millennials. Um, So how do you, how do you instill the importance of tradition and stuff like that? Or are you doing it through social media? Are you, Doing it through marketing, I would love or to have a better social media presence. That is not my <laughs> not our either. Yeah, but um, no, I think it's just word of mouth is has worked best for us. Just people. So doing it's it still important. Still, That's still important yes. to younger people coming yes, up to it have or not, the. They are okay. still carrying it on, and you know they had it for their. Um, events when they were young and now they want it for their kids events Mm -hmm. and it just keeps it's and the next generation just keep carrying it on that's great for those of who are interested i'm interested sydney box sweet essentials (laughs) they are on 12 mile in berkeley the address is 3233 west 12 mile the phone number is 248-398-7933 or to make it easier 248-398-SWEET so what part of the business today, um, like what uh, handprint are you three leaving on the business or like what legacy? We just feel like we're carrying on the legacy and we're mm-hmm. thrilled to do so. Um, Mr. Bog's daughter is um, still living. Her name is Joyce Thewalt. She lives in Grand Blank. And she still comes down several times a year to buy her candy. And she does. We love to see Joyce. I wish she was here today. She's a she's a great spokesperson. So shout out business. to Joyce. Yes. Oh, wow. Joyce is amazing. Um, yeah. If you ever want to do another, we podcast, should have you her on. That would be interesting. She loves to talk about for it. Part and two. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's great. Um, but she has given us her full blessing, and we're so grateful that you know the family supports us and. Um, we're just honored to carry on the tradition and hoping That's to get it to a hundred years. And wow! You know, so, what's your favorite chocolate? It varies from day to day. <laughs> I love them all, but sometimes it'll be a turtle. Sometimes it'll be a. I think lately it's been a peanut butter crunch bar, which oh, is gosh. one of our own creations. Oh, Sydney Bog didn't do it. Gosh, it um, sounds so good. It's two graham crackers with peanut butter in between, <gasps> and then dipped in chocolate. Oh, geez. So you have a retail store then, yes, right? So, do. and people can just come in and yep. you have a display. We do and have stuff in the case that they can just buy a piece at a time, but peanut butter crunch bars, I would call <gasps> ahead because they're hardly ever. Really? Oh, that's <laughs> And to go in to visit, it's 3233 West 12 Mile Road in Berkeley. And while you're there, I think you should get some nutty butter corn. Nutty butter corn. Oh, that sounds good nutty too. Butter always corn, fresh. Always, always so, fresh. Mm-hmm. Lisa, what, um, what, advice would you give somebody who's listening to this story right now and they have an idea for business that they want to start but don't really know anything about business what would you tell them what's most important I think just take one step at a time just move forward um I mean it it can be done if I can do it anybody can do it because I like I said I'm just a high school graduate I didn't have any experience in the business and at all it sounds um, like you followed your heart. Yeah, absolutely. Just did what we needed to do to get mm-hmm. it done. And there's enough resources out there on the on the internet webs. Yeah, that you can um, you can find out what you need to do and just 
move forward one day at a time. Congratulations Thank on you. all your success. I can't wait to go there. Yeah, it's, I it's love the best. chocolate. If you're so. a chocolate person, oh, that's I where am. you belong. Mm. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, thank, oh, you. thank you for having it's me. It's good to see you. You too. We're going to toss our cookies as we do every week. And today we'll add with Sydney Buck chocolate. <laughs> if you eat enough fortune cookies, anything is possible. No way. Especially with Sydney Buck chocolates. Yes, that's what it says. <laughs> Mine says keep your face always forward or always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. With Sydney Boggs, Sweet Essential. There we go. Mine says your generosity will lead to your riches with Sydney Boggs chocolates. Mm, I cannot wait. Thank you so Thank much. You. It's been a great walk down memory lane. Yes. It's a great it's story. It Very inspiring. Story. And how long have you guys been in business now? 18 years. We just had our congratulations. And remember that sometimes the only mode of transportation available is the leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith and have a great week.